Hello there. I'm Norm, a middle-aged dad. And I'm Ari. And this is... K-pop for old people. Where we discuss K-pop. Mostly, I listen. And I teach. So who are we going to talk about this week? This week we're going to talk about Stray Kids. Stray Kids. But before we get to that, what's new with you? Not much, really. Just kind of been hanging around. Yeah? Any new releases or anything come out? Um, not really that I can remember very recently, but, um, soon, uh, Geo from Twice will release an, a solo album. Oh, cool. So speaking of solo albums, uh, I listened to some Blackpink, mm-hmm. as well as one solo song from a Blackpink member, watched some music videos on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So I thought I would share my thoughts with you about getting into the music of Blackpink, which we talked about last time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the songs I listened to, um, the first one I listened to was Pink Venom. Mm-hmm. Uh, my takeaway from that was, it wasn't what I was expecting, honestly. Um, it seemed like it was trying to cover a lot of different genres at once. Hmm. Like, uh, maybe not genre is the right word, but styles. Uh, like, there was definitely, like, of course, you know, Asian influences and American pop influences. But I felt like there was, like, some Middle Eastern vibe in there. Ooh. And there was, like, it se- seemed like it was a lot more hip-hop uh, influenced than some of the stuff that I listened to before. Mm, yeah, I can see that. And uh, it seems like in Blackpink, there's one particular member who does a fair amount of rapping. Um, Jenny, I believe. Okay. Is and who you're talking about, maybe? That probably, because it seemed like in all the songs, the Blackpink songs, like as the group that I listened to, there was a pretty significant rap section, uh, which mm-hmm. almost always seemed to be in English. Yeah. Which makes sense, because rap music... Actually, as we're recording this, it's the whole 50th anniversary of hip hop uh, thing happening. The official, unofficial <laughs> 50th anniversary of hip hop. Um, but uh, yeah, so a little edgier than I expected, maybe. Mm. Um, you know, it had rock influences. It had definitely more of like a hip hop basis on that song. And then the other song that I listened to was as if it's your last. Oh yeah. I've heard that one. And that one was a little bit more straightforward in an American pop kind of style. Um, another thing I noticed from watching the videos is because with the four members of Blackpink, they always seem to also have, a number of backup dancers. Yeah. Which I'm getting the impression because like, I'm not used to like the sizes of these groups, like the numbers of people in these groups. Mm -hmm. So four people in a group seems like it's actually fairly low number for a K-pop group. Yeah. Usually the average is like six or seven members. So they had a number of backup dancers who typically would be, in the same style, but only wearing black. Mm, yeah. And everybody in the group who were in front 
would have different, more colorful styles. Probably because they want to, like, you know, make sure that you're focusing on the actual K-pop idols instead of, like, the people in the background. Sure, making them stand out. But all, everybody, like, the having the backup dancers reinforces the choreography aspect of everything by making it just, like, that many more people all doing the same motions at the <laughs> same time. So, yeah, and then I also listened to On the Ground. Oh, Yeah. Which was by uh, Rose. Rose, right? Who's one of the members of Blackpink. Mm -hmm. And I wrote that down as one to listen to. I don't remember what you said about it when we talked last time that sparked my interest about it, but I wrote it down because I thought it was something I should listen to. And I did. Um, and honestly, that one was interesting because it's a song that's in English, it's produced, and, and you know, the song style is pretty much identical to any other American pop song that you would want to compare it to. <laughs> I guess my takeaway is that like, if I hadn't known that that was a K-pop idol, there were no like identifying characteristics that if I just heard that song without any visuals or anything associated with it, that I would say, oh, that's K-pop. Mm. What are your thoughts on that? Do you think that there's anything that I'm missing or like some defining characteristic that makes it K-pop or do you think it's just a pop song? Um, I feel like even though it is like very like American slash Westerner influenced and like it's in English and whatever, technically would probably make it just some English pop song. But like, I feel like the fact that she herself is a K-pop idol is what makes it K-pop. I see. And I suppose there's an argument to be made because she's Korean that m makes it K-pop because it's a Korean person making pop. But I mean, <laughs> is there a line to be drawn there? Like, because there's would, Korean would, people making pop and then K-pop idols making K-pop. Yeah, I I agree with you that there's a distinction there, but I don't know that I yet understand exactly where that line gets drawn. If there <laughs> is a line to be drawn at all. Anyway. That's my take on the Blackpink songs that I listen to. Mm -hmm. um, but that was last week, and now we're going to talk about Stray Kids. Yes, Stray Kids. So tell me about Stray Kids. So Stray Kids is a boy group under the K-pop company JYP Entertainment. They have um, eight members, from oldest to youngest there, Bengchen, Lino, Changbin, Hyunjin, Han, Felix, Seungmin, uh, and Ayan. And um, the only foreign members, I guess, would be Bang Chan and um, Felix, who are Australian-Korean. So, yeah. Okay. What would you say is their concept? So from what I've seen in my research, um, their concept is finding a way together out of the ordinary. Okay. Yeah. It's funny because some of these concepts almost seem like there's concepts and then there's concepts right like you can have a concept like we talked about with some groups where they're like like feminist or like yeah um sort of like a a darker you know spooky spooky <laughs> concept yeah whereas some of these sound more like almost mission statements <laughs> you know like a like a company will have a mission statement like uh it doesn't necessarily seem to me like the concept is something that you could identify 
by looking at them or listening to their music, it's more like our goal as people is to like have fun or be cool or <laughs> like, you know, change the world. So, okay. Stray Kids, tell me about the name. Um, I'm not actually sure what Stray Kids is supposed to mean, but I do know that like their whole fan group is called Stay and their like little catchphrase is like, I believe it was, you make Stray Kids stay. Oh, okay. And also another one of their catchphrases is like, Stray Kids everywhere all around the world or something like that. Okay, so it's like trying to identify with people who might not feel um like other people i guess yeah like they don't necessarily feel a sense of community or whatever and mm -hmm. trying to bring those people together into some sort of community or you know like weird kids for example one of their albums was called ordinary like ordinary but instead of ordinary it's odd yeah there <laughs> seems to be a fair amount of wordplay yeah because like there's the stray versus stay mm -hmm. i've actually memorized how to write down the stray kids logo and you can see behind me or behind you there's that's i drew that of stray kids oh yeah logo. i do yeah looks like you painted a bunch of different k-pop logos yeah well not a lot of them are logos except for the stray kids ones yeah it's kind of calligraphic yeah i know that you are a pretty big stray kids fan right um well, I've kind of kind of drifted away from them, even though I still listen to their songs and I'm still a fan of them. Okay. I'm like definitely not big of a fan as I was before. Well, I know that you said before that they were, I think, the first introduction you had to K-pop? Yes. Um, I came across them on YouTube shorts, but I was looking through and I came up, their song Maniac came up and I was like, oh, this is cool. I'll listen to it. And then I was like, this is really cool. I like it. Let me check out their other songs my quote-unquote bias at the time or like the person who caught my eye the most or like was my favorite mm -hmm. was originally Felix but I barely knew any of the members and then when I you know got to know some of them more um it changed to Hyunjin and then now most recently it'd probably be Lino and like Seungmin is a close second okay you've had an interest in <laughs> A few members there, like well, yeah. when there's eight of them to pick from, I guess that uh, can certainly change. But what is it about those ones in particular that stood out to you? I don't know. I just think that they're all pretty funny and like they have a nice relationship with each other. But I feel like those were the ones that just caught my eye the most. I guess. Oh, okay. Like they just looked cool. I guess. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean especially in in pop where it's a very image oriented thing mm -hmm. like looking cool is part of the deal yeah speaking of before when you were um when we were talking about the amount of members they originally had nine members but one of them got kicked out for um like a bullying scandal that i'm pretty sure was proven to not be true mm. so they just got kicked out for basically no reason that former member was um wujin which i barely know anything about him because when I became a fan of them, because um, he wasn't in there for very long, in in the group for very long. Mm -hmm. And when I got there, I didn't even know he existed. Hmm. So he was already gone by the time that you found out about Stray Kids? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and their most like, recent or more famous um, songs, he's 
absent, I guess. Sure. Because, like, I know a few songs that he's in, but um, more about Stray Kids is that they debuted on March 25th, 2018 with the song District 9, which I'm not a very big fan of. Mm. It's just not my kind of song, I guess. And okay. their most recent song was S-Class, which actually came out this year, mm. which was, like, kind of pretty popular, but then it sort of died down a bit and got pushed away into the corner, even though it's a pretty good song and I like it. And, like, I know the dance and whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure most fans already knew the dance before the song was even out, which is confusing. How did that happen? Um, Probably from, like, trailers or, like, do my dance challenge videos on YouTube shorts. So there's, like, a whole build-up to releasing yeah. stuff. There's, like, trailers. There's, like, concept photos. Whatever those are. Um, yeah. There's, like... These things where they do like small spoilers of the song, like live singing, and like they go on YouTube shorts and they do the main choreography um, in like the chorus usually and tell people to like, you know, remix this song to do the dance and whatever. And so people do that and then it eventually comes out and then they release like 16 different versions of the album when mm. you don't really need to. What's different about the 16 different versions that <laughs> makes them unique? Like, for example, they'll have, like, you know, the original, which is, like, all the songs that they came up with, and then there's, like, remixes from these artists and mm. whatever, and, like, featuring this person and whatever. And there's just so many different, like, versions of the song. But I'm usually only listening to the original because that's the one that I like the most. And that I'm the most um, interested in because I'm very particular in the way that I listen to my music. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense, but it is interesting to think about how they're making a lot of different versions in a way. Because, like, different versions of songs have been around for as long as recorded music, for sure. But, like, traditionally, in my mind at least, there was always, like, in a pop song sense at least, there was the single version, which was usually the one that you would hear on the radio, mm -hmm. although sometimes there was like a specific radio edit, mm -hmm. which... Um, to make and, it radio friendly, I yeah, guess. Yeah, like sometimes songs are longer and so they cut it down so that it's not quite as long because, you know, the radio wants to keep... They don't want to play super long songs. Yeah. They want to keep playing more and more songs. And, uh, you know, there might be an album version that is different than the single version. And I've even, in, in more recent pop history, I've even heard of, like, different mixes of the same song mm -hmm. when targeted at different, like, audiences. You know, there's the, there's the top 40 radio version versus the adult contemporary radio version mm -hmm. or whatever. But, um, and then, of course, there's remix culture. I guess I shouldn't be surprised by any of this, but I, I was a little bit surprised to hear that um, the way that it's marketed is almost like like the marketing for a movie mm. with trailers and concept art and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And because I don't have someone who's teaching me about just regular American pop <laughs> as it exists right now, like I'm not really plugged into that either. Um, and so maybe there's parallels there that I'm not aware of because like my mindset of pop music is very much from my own youth and I'm sure a ton of things have changed since then, 
but uh it makes sense that like the way that you market the music is part of the experience as well as the actual music itself and the the look and the choreography and all the other stuff yeah another thing that i've been noticing recently for example um with new jeans uh most recent album they're like songs are getting way shorter like for example i'm pretty sure their song get up in their their album is like less than a minute long mm. and so i'm like why create a song if it's not going to be average song length from like two and a half minutes to three minutes which is usually like around the length of most songs yeah like usually if you're deviating from that kind of three minute three and a half minute whatever song length you're doing so for a very specific reason like you know punk rock songs were always like really fast and short because they were making a statement about like the speed and aggression of punk and like then on the opposite end of the spectrum there were you know the eight minute long you know prog rock or whatever songs that were trying to be artistic in a in a more expansive way um so i'm curious is there something more about like like it sounds like you don't necessarily have the answer to that, but um, like it is interesting whenever somebody's making a song that's only a minute long, it's usually for a reason, and I wonder what their reasoning was. Yeah, I don't really know, because like I'm pretty sure the longest song I've ever listened to was like four to five minutes. Yeah, and then there are like other songs that are like super duper long, and I probably wouldn't have the attention span for it. Well, maybe I'll have to listen to some of those when we get around to talking about new jeans. But <laughs> for now, we're back on Stray Kids. Yeah. Uh, so you said the first song that you listened to was Maniac. Mm -hmm. And I've already taken note because that, that makes me want to listen to that one. So that's one that I'm going to listen to. Mm -hmm. um, what was it about Maniac that jumped out to you, especially since it was like the very first exposure to K-pop you had, more or less? Um. I don't know. I feel like probably just the sound of the music because, like, at that time I wasn't very into, like, choreography and whatever. Mm -hmm. But, like, I'd occasionally know a few moves. But, like, at first I was like, oh, this is cool and whatever. And then I, like, probably kept thinking about it over and over. I'm like, I need to check this out more. Because, mm. like, it's a catchy song in my opinion and it's pretty good. And it's one of my favorite um, Stray Kids songs. But there are, like, so many that I could listen to. Um but yeah, it's just like has a nice sound to it, I guess. Yeah, I'm for sure going to need to listen to this because in my mind, at least, it seems almost like the key that unlocked the door <laughs> to the world of K-pop for you. Because like, it's not that you didn't listen to music before you started listening to K-pop. You just, once you started listening to K-pop, it became apparent that that was like where your area of interest was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So... Like, do you even listen to those songs that you used to listen to before K-pop became part of your life? Um, not really, because, like, my music taste has changed. Yeah. And, like, specifically, um, like, American slash English songs, um, my taste in English songs are, like, kind of emo and, like, mm -hmm. depressed and whatever, and I don't know why I just like those kinds of yeah. songs, I guess. Because I remember, because, you know, you yeah. would ask me to download songs for you oh, yeah. uh, and so i was aware of like what songs 
you were interested in listening to. And, you know, like there was definitely that aspect to it. And there's certainly, I think, sort of an internet culture aspect to it. Mm, yeah. Um, I was just curious because I could definitely tell as soon as you found K-pop that like you were kind of laser focused on <laughs> that as uh, where your listening priorities were. Another little like fun facts that I know about Stray Kids was um, Stray Kids' Felix was the reason why I got into Twice. So like if I hadn't came across a maniac on YouTube shorts, we wouldn't be here and I wouldn't have known about Twice and all these amazing K-pop groups that I really like. So what's the connection between Felix and Twice? Um, from what I know is that um, Felix from Stray Kids is a really big fan of Twice's Neon, who I'm like, oh, that seems cool because I heard on one YouTube shorts because I get all my content from YouTube shorts, I guess. <laughs> Um, that he had like his ringtone or something as pop by Neon, which is her one of her solo songs. Mm. So I'm like, that sounds kind of cool. Maybe I'll check that song out. And I was like, oh, this person's like another K-pop artist. And so I realized that they weren't just a soloist. They were from a group. And so I was like, I might listen to this group's songs if they're anything like Neon's. And they were. And so I'm like, I really like this. Mm. And that's how I went down the whole um, spiral of, JYP groups because mm -hmm. I feel like JYP is probably my most favorite company because like if I were to try to audition for a K-pop group it would probably be JYP Entertainment because from what I've heard like they're the most friendly to like foreigners and whatever mm. and I also just like the groups that they had before and I feel like their main focus would be like dancing and like visuals such um, singing mm -hmm. and I'm I like dancing <laughs> and stuff like that so I feel like if I were to I'd probably try out for JYP entertainment except for the fact that I'm still too young because right I was reading this one fan fiction because I do that sometimes mm -hmm. for no reason um that this person was like born in 2000 and they um auditioned for some k-pop um company in 2010 I'm like that's not right and then they debuted at 2015 i'm like well i've heard of 15 year olds debuting but you can't audition for a k-pop company when you're 10 I would, and then get into training while you're 10 i yeah it doesn't seem like even if it was allowed it doesn't seem like it would be a good <laughs> idea but. yeah because like i'm pretty sure the youngest that you have to be to audition for a k-pop company would be 12 which is still pretty still young. pretty young and i'm pretty sure the youngest member of new jeans when they debuted was 14 which i'm like what why would you debut a minor because like everybody in that group when they debuted i'm pretty sure except for the oldest who i think was 18 mm -hmm. was a minor and like young and a teenager and i'm like why would you put a teenager into k-pop where they have all these expectations and stuff that they have to live up to yeah, I mean, there's that argument to be made, but then I think the answer, as it usually is, is it was capitalism all along. <laughs> like, everybody's trying to make money, whether it's the companies who want to, you know, make money off of the work of these artists, these idols, or the idols themselves who want to probably make a lot of money and get all of the other stuff that comes with fame and, and uh, 
being in the public consciousness. But yeah, anyways, back to what I was saying was yeah. um, JYP Entertainment's um, groups, mostly they're girl groups, because from what I've known, I don't remember many other um, JYP Entertainment boy groups other than Stray Kids, and I'm not very sure, but I'm pretty sure I don't remember how to pronounce their name because it's like ordinary heroes except for orge it's like an x Mm -hmm. so it's like extinary heroes or something Mm -hmm. um pretty sure that's gop entertainment i don't know i might be wrong um but like their girl groups are probably some of the best girl groups i've known because there's twice and like itsy and new jeans which are probably the only ones i can think of right now which are like some of my most favorite groups Mm -hmm. like of all time i guess yeah, it sounds like you're finding out about new groups in various ways. There's the, like, I like this group from this company, so I'm going to research other groups from that company. Yeah, or like, oh, one of my favorite members of this group likes another group. I'll check that group out. Yeah. Is that something that you do on a regular basis? Are you continually digging deeper to find new groups, or do you like to mostly stay with the stuff that you've found so far? Um, I've kind of slowed down on that kind of stuff because it started with just Stray Kids and then I branched out to Twice and then all these other JYP groups and then I figured out about, I believe it was like New Jeans and mm-hmm. then I found about La Seraphim and um, Seventeen and TXU and which were all in Hybe Labels. So I feel like my top two would definitely be JYP Entertainment and Hybe Labels mm-hmm. for like my favorite companies. Speaking of <laughs> Hybe Labels... Hype Labels has the group BTS, mm-hmm. um, and um, Lino, which is one of the members of Stray Kids, um, was originally a backup dancer for BTS, oh. and I'm pretty sure some occasionally, like, one of the members of BTS will recognize him and be like, it's that guy! <laughs> yeah, the guy that we toured with. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I was thinking along the lines of like finding new music because that was something that I was doing a lot of when I was younger um, and how much it's changed from like that was in a pre-internet kind of time. So like for me, it was a similar kind of thing trying to find the connections between groups Mm. in a lot of cases that meant for me, you know, reading the credits on... uh, on albums and trying to find other groups that worked with the same producer or, you know, a, a guitarist from one band, like worked with another band or something like that. But also when I was young, a lot of it was just me going to record stores and honestly used CD stores. I was a big used CD store <laughs> fan and just like grabbing whatever looked interesting and just trying it out. Mm. Maybe that was the 90s equivalent of YouTube shorts. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Um, more cool things, like cool facts about Stray Kids or whatever, is like they've kind of separated themselves into like around three groups. There's three racha. I don't know what it is with the racha part. And then there's dance racha and vocal racha. I don't know what the racha part is. But three racha is the three like rapper people, I guess, which okay. is um, Han, Changbin, and Bangchen. Um, who are all like, you know, they rap and they usually do songs together. They're like the most active little mini section of the group, mm-hmm. I guess. And then there's um, Dance Racha, which is um, Lino, Felix, and Hyunjin, 
who are like the main dancers who have like a few songs together. I can only really think of one. And then I'm guessing Vocal Roch is just Sungmin and Ayan because they're the only members left, I believe. So a couple of things that brings to mind. <laughs> First of all, my theory about the Racha yeah. is three Racha is like a pun on Sri Racha, the hot sauce. <laughs> Probably, yeah. And then they just expanded from there. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, and then the other thing is like, it's been interesting for me to see because like I come from a mindset of like when you're in a group, if somebody releases a solo record that in the past for me always meant like, oh, that group's probably splitting up. Mm-hmm. You know, people are starting to go out on their solo careers. So like the group isn't really working together anymore. Mm-hmm. But I noticed like, for example, when I watched that Rosé video, that was part of the uh blackpink youtube channel so it's not like it's not like they were distancing themselves from the group which is cool like it's cool that they can explore that creative freedom while still you know not breaking up the group or whatever but yeah that is something that i i guess i'm not used to and then they're like little mini solo songs from like you know one part, of, one person of the group, or like two or three, like for example, like Dance Roger or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also um, Ian's song um, <laughs> "Macne on Top," which Macne in Korean is like youngest of the group or whatever. Okay. So it's like the youngest is on top because he's the best or whatever. Uh-huh. Featuring, I think, Bang Chen and Changbin as like rappers and whatever. And then there's. <laughs> There's one song with um, Bang Chen and Hyunjin called Red Lights, which is one of those spicy songs, I guess. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. <laughs> and uh, I've seen people do these videos that are like K-pop songs that are for kids, and then they do like the most not for kids songs ever. And I'm like, and when Red Lights comes up, they're all like, oh yeah, it's for teaching kids about traffic lights. And I'm like, mm, <laughs> you sure? <laughs> Okay, whatever works, I guess. Yeah. Uh, it's funny because, like, when you guys were littler, we would sometimes listen to the uh, Kids Bop. Oh, yeah. Which was kids' versions of pop songs. Yeah. Where they they do frequently change the lyrics. Yeah, to, to make it kid-friendly. More kid-friendly. Um, but it's funny because, like, because I'm not plugged into pop music that much, some of those songs I only know the kids pop version of. <laughs> yeah. So when I hear like the actual version like on the radio or whatever, I'm always a little bit surprised by what I'm hearing. But. Yeah. So I already wrote down Maniac as one song that mm-hmm. I'm going to listen to. What other songs would you recommend for me? Hmm, probably um Thunderous is another one of their most popular songs. Thunderous? Yes. Okay. I'll give that a try. Mhm. So you said also that like while it was one of the first groups that you encountered or the first group that you encountered and you're still a fan of them, you're not as big a fan of them as you used to be. Mm -hmm. um, Is that just maybe because you found other groups that you liked even more? Probably, yeah, because like now I like so many groups and whatever that there's like a lot to like keep track of, like, you know, their most recent songs and whatever. And so I'm like, I really like these people's songs. But, like, I also like these, but, like, I like these the most and mm-hmm. whatever. 
and stuff. So I still like you know check up on their YouTube and whatever every once in a while, seeing like on their Spotify what they've came out with recently and whatever. Yeah, and uh, there was another thing that when I heard that you were going to teach me about Stray Kids came to mind hmm. that I've been thinking about because like. In the past, when I found out that you were into K-pop and started just, like, by association, seeing some of the names of, like, this, you know, like, you painted the logo and everything. So I knew that Stray Kids was a group that you were into. I didn't know any of their songs or anything. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But I also noticed that, because, like, for Christmas, we got you you know, like stickers and yes, stuff. Yes, I was so happy with those stickers because I love stickers. Oh. And when I put K-pop and stickers together, it's perfect. Oh, that's good. I'm so glad to hear that you really liked it. Cause... I am kind of running out of stickers because, like, I have still a giant pack of, like, others that I don't use as much because I don't really have any use for them. Because, like, for these ones, I have an entire that thing, which is just full of mm-hmm. st- stray kids stickers, which I've replaced some of them and put, like, one or two twice ones because now I have twice stickers, but I'm like almost out of those. And I'm well, almost out of Stray Kids ones. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad because as a parent, like you want to get the gift that your kid wants, but you don't always know exactly what the right thing is, right? Because you yeah. can't be inside somebody's head and know exactly what their likes and dislikes are. But I did my best guess. <laughs> and so, like, I'm glad that I got ones that worked well. But now that we've had these conversations, if I were to, you know, Christmas, I guess, is a little ways off yet. But yeah, it's still if summer. I were to get you some more stickers. At least now I have a better idea of what I would actually be looking for yeah. because uh, I know more about what you like and don't like. But one thing that the stickers brought to mind for me is mm-hmm. like because a lot of the stickers, and we're here in your room where, you know, there's K pop stuff <laughs> all around. Yeah. Um, a lot of the stickers are like pictures of the idols you know Mm -hmm. and there's logos and stuff but there's also this concept of like cartoon characters oh yes the how are you pronounce them like the skazoo s-k-z-o-o whatever they're like little character animal things that they have yeah um each one of them has a specific one that has like names and whatever and so like there are different ones like for example there's um Wolf Chen, which is a wolf, and it's Bang Chen's, and then Liebit, which is a bunny, and it's uh, Lino's. This one, which I realized like about a month ago, what the name actually meant, because mm. it's Changbin's Tueki, and it's like a pig bunny. And then I realized that Tue is part of Tueji, which is pig, mm-hmm. and then Ki is part of Toki, which is bunny. Okay, and so it's like pig bunny. It's <laughs> so I'm like I don't know how I didn't notice that. Well, it's a Korean portmanteau. Yeah, and if I didn't know like the basics of Korean, I never would have known that. Mm-hmm. But um, Hyunjin's is Jinret, I believe, which is like a ferret. Mm. Hans is uh like a squirrel chipmunk thing, and it's called Hen Quaka, but I'm not sure what animal it is. Okay, it might be a quaka, it might be a chipmunk or something. Felix's uh, is a chick, and it's called Bokari, Bokari, I guess. Okay. Um, Sungmin's is a puppy, and it's called Puppy M. I don't know what the M is for. Okay. Um, and I don't actually 
know how to pronounce it, this one's name because it's Ions and it's a fox. It's spelled F O X I N Y. Foxiny. I don't know. Okay. Something like that. But yeah, I have all sorts of different stickers of them. I guess. Yeah, which I was curious about it because, like, f- to hear you describe it, it sounds like so. There's one character that is associated with with each member of the group, mm-hmm. but they're not. They're like humanoid animals. I yeah, guess. so like they're a separate character. They're almost like a mascot. Yeah, kind of. For each character, is that something that's specific to Stray Kids, or do lots of groups have those? Well. I'm pretty sure almost all groups have like representative animals slash emojis. Uh-huh. Don't know what they're supposed to do, but like, for example, um, Subin of TXT is a bunny, and like Yunjin is a fox, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure Kai is either a deer or a penguin, which are two completely different animals. <laughs> um, Taehyun is um, a squirrel chipmunk thing, and Bumgyu is a bear. So yeah. Almost every group has, like, one of those representative emojis slash animals and whatever that people will relate them to. I'm comfortable with the idea that I'm probably not going to fully understand (laughs) that part of it. But it's interesting that that's an aspect of things. I haven't really seen that come into play, like, in any of the videos or... Well, there is, um, like... Stray Kids is like music videos that they come out with, just like the normal music video, and then they come out with like their little character versions of it. So instead of the actual members, it's their little characters and posing as them and like lip syncing or whatever. The same song, but like a cartoon version. Yeah, Mm -hmm. basically just cartoon instead of the real people. Okay. Might have to seek one of those out just to have that. <laughs> well, there experience. was one. There was one for their most recent song, S Class. So you can check that one out. Well, take note of that right now. All right, cool. I learned a lot about Stray Kids today. Yeah, one of my friends is like really into Stray Kids, so I bet when they hear this, they're going to be super happy. Well, we'll preserve anonymity, but shout out to Ari's friend who likes Stray Kids. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so. Uh, who are we going to talk about next week? Um, next week, we're going to talk about Itzy. All right. That's a name that's come up. I've definitely heard that name before. Mm-hmm. and But again, I'm going in with a blank slate, so I'll learn about Itzy. A mm-hmm. couple of things that I just wanted to mention podcast-wise yeah. before we wrap up. I finally got it worked out so that podcast episodes are going to be on YouTube now. Because mm-hmm. I figure, like, if our target audience is old people, <laughs> which it's not necessarily just for old people, it's for anybody who wants to listen. But, yeah. you know, podcasts, depending on how old an old person is, might be <laughs> a challenge. But everybody knows about YouTube. Yeah. Almost every device that connects to the Internet can show you YouTube videos. Yeah. So, like, if you're vacuuming the living room and your TV probably can show YouTube videos, yeah. you can listen to the podcast there. And not have to figure out how to do it some other way. Also, people can go there and share and uh, do all that stuff. Yeah. As well as uh, another way that I recently set up so that people can communicate with us is uh, I set up an email address. Hmm. So if someone wants to send us comments or ask us questions or 
anything like that we might at some point if there's enough interest we can do like a Q&A type episode or <laughs> yeah. something like that um the email address is kpop for old people no spaces no hyphens no periods anything like that just the letters kpop for old people at gmail.com mm-hmm. so uh we hope to hear from you yeah but that's all i got for this week you got anything else um no not that i can think of okay sounds good well thanks to everybody out there for listening and uh we'll talk to you next time Annyeong.
Ready? Yep. Okay. Hello. Welcome to... Gonna try it again. <laughs> Wasn't quite ready yet. 